Hi, thank you for stopping by. I'm Peter Alsop, and for today's episode of Songs to Chew, we'll listen to a song that was inspired by a saying from Alcoholics Anonymous about substance addiction. People who are addicted know that if they have a slip, by taking even one sip or one drag or one sniff of the substances to which they've become addicted, they won't be able to stop. Because for them, one is too many and a thousand ain't enough. And that's the name of our song today, When One is Too Many. I sang the song with my friends Kim and Reggie Harris on the main stage at the 1986 Philadelphia Folk Festival. We filmed it. It's on my YouTube channel, so if you're interested in seeing it after you listen to this podcast, just type in When One is Too Many, Peter Alsop, and it'll come up on your screen. And because this podcast is just an audio podcast, we're going to listen to the version that I released on my fan club favorites album. You ready? Here we go with When One is Too Many. Monkey off your back Cause when one is too many 
That was Norm Roper on drums, Peter Spellman on bass, the wonderful Fred Tackett on electric guitar and synthesizer, and my dear friends Miriam Cutler and Shelby Flint singing background vocals. There's so much to chew on with this song that I'm not sure where to start. I'm not an alcoholic or an addict for that matter, as I can take or leave many of the substances that most of the other members of my family of origin learned to use to medicate their painful feelings. My dad, mom, brothers and sister smoked and drank, and of course, I picked up lots of other alcoholic family lessons from growing up with them. And I really don't like using labels to describe people. When we use labels on ourselves or other people, we get slotted into a specific category. I prefer using verbs that focus on our behaviors, as that's much more useful for finding ways to get back into balance when necessary. Nouns and labels set us up to simply limit ourselves or others. Verbs, on the other hand, describe what we have been doing, and we can change what we do. So that gives us a place to start making some changes. When someone defines us with a negative label instead of using verbs, we can find that we get stuck with that label, especially if we accept that label about ourselves. The child who keeps being told that they're a bad kid starts thinking, well, why should I try to stop what I'm doing? I'm just a bad kid anyway. And that's never going to change. And that hurts. So rather than using a medicator like alcohol or other drugs or food, or even compulsive behaviors to soothe our painful feelings, if we can make the effort to understand that when we're medicated, we don't feel our pain, and we need to feel our pain if we're going to learn where our painful feelings come from. That's where we need to go, because we can't change our history, but we can resolve whatever old or even current events in our life that create the pain that makes our life difficult. When we avoid our painful feelings by medicating them, we stop the pain in the short term. But then, we don't have the incentive to work to build an understanding of how to care for ourselves in healthier ways. We need to make the effort to go through some pain in order to effectively grow past whatever trauma we've incurred. Otherwise, we continue our endless pattern of pain, medication, temporary relief. Pain, medication, temporary relief. In 12-step programs, we talk about hitting a bottom. That happens when we grow sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. We finally become willing to deal with our addictions, and we work to learn other healthier ways to behave. If we don't, we tend to fall back into our old behavior patterns and medicators. So try using verbs to explore our behaviors. They help us figure out what we do. And that's much more productive than sorting ourselves into some labeled category and continuing to feel helpless to change. Recovery really is a process one step at a time. We learn lessons and work the program and slowly recover so we can get ourselves back into balance, living a better life, one that's healthier and more clear. So the original last verse of this song suggested some things we could do to avoid falling back onto our old medicators. They're verbs. The verse goes like this. So take a cold shower, make you do a little dance. Call a friend who knows you and give yourself a chance. And then I added, or you could grab your partner. Yeah, go hop in the sack. Hey, go make crazy love and bounce that monkey off your back. After being in program for a while, I learned more about addiction. And I realized that in the last two lines of that last verse, I suggested having sex as an alternative to medicating. But what I was actually suggesting was that people simply switch medicators wait a minute, grab your partner, hop in the sack, go make crazy love and bounce that monkey off your back? The Russian power of sex can be incredibly addicting. I hadn't realized that, like alcohol and other drugs, 
Sexual addiction is a huge problem for many people. No, it's not a substance, but it's a very powerful medicator. It's what we call a process addiction, like work, sleep, exercise, being critical, and many other behaviors that are very effective at medicating our painful feelings. Once I realized what I'd done, I changed the lyrics, but my album had already been released. So, I simply make sure I talk to my audiences from the stage about these things every time I get a chance. When we got a lemon, we make lemonade, right? So my rewrite goes like this. Or you could ask your higher power to get you back on track. Yeah, go do the dance of life and bounce that monkey off your back. So much healthier. We only truly get back in balance when we figure out where our painful feelings come from and how best to live with them. Medicating may work great in the short term, but it doesn't work in the long run. That's it for today. I'm Peter Alsop, and I'll be back with another song to chew. I hope to see you here again next week. Bye for now.